RPS. Live from Premier Beta Sound 2022. Proudly presented by Cupra. Lock all the windows and march up the stairs And you're looking to me but I'm so unprepared for it Nothing's the same and I swear that I'm haunted It's not fair to you and it's not what I wanted but we Welcome to Radio Primavera Sound once again, and it's a pleasure to be here with uh, Dana from Porridge Radio. Dana. Dana. That's all right. Uh, or I guess say from Porridge Radio, or today you are Porridge today Radio. Today I am Porridge Radio. I'm a combination of Porridge Radio and also Dana from Porridge Radio. Which do you prefer? Um, <laughs> I have no preference. I think it's quite nice to be... I've always had this thing with the band where it's been like, I am the band, but I also have a band and I'm part of a band and we are a collaborative project, but also I have a band. <laughs> it's like my band, but we are a band and I wouldn't be able to do it without the collab. It wouldn't be what it is without the collaboration, but it also, they are my songs, so I can technically do them on my own, which you just saw. Well, I was going to say, you played solo today. You said it's the first time you've done it in, in years. How yeah. did you feel? You know, a few days ago, I was, when we realized a few days ago that this was going to happen, I freaked out about it. But then I realized it's fine because you can actually just do whatever you want. That's, you can actually just play the songs if you write the songs. So, your I mean, I was, it was a shame because I, you know, I know that people wanted to hear us as a band and we just released this album and it's a band album. <laughs> And we're going to play the songs. And it sounds amazing with the whole band. I love I love my bandmates and I love how we sound when we play together. So it's good. But also, I think I have this weird obsession with kind of pushing myself to the edge of what I'm comfortable with and then going like another step further and making myself as uncomfortable as I possibly can be because I think there's some kind of weird reward in that. And it does exist. Like that is something that I've learned is that that is the answer is to push yourself up to that point and then one step further and you actually do have a good time but it's also terrifying <laughs> so it's, it's a combination did you feel that today like kind of terror not at all today i have i've been having a really nice day <laughs> and it's just really funny to me that it's like it's unbelievable i love this festival i can't believe that we're here well i'm here <laughs> we're here i we um yeah it's incredible to just be in barcelona and to be playing this festival and to be a part of it and to it's kind of like you just, well, I'm always like, who am I allowed to do this? Okay, <laughs> cool, I'll do it. I'll, yeah, sure. So it was just amazing. It was fun. Because you good. came here alone when you were 19. You yeah. Were so equally then I was um, doing something kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> I was going to a music festival in another country on my own. I had a great time. I remember I made friends with these two Australian guys and ended up moving into their Airbnb. Whoa. Um, I had a really good time. So... Equally this time, I mean, I'm here with our tour manager, Dan, and he has been <laughs> looking after me, so. <laughs> well, he has, because you're drinking gin with kombucha. Uh, kombucha, yes, I know. Kombucha. kombucha, which seems like the most uh, irregular combination. Is it, can really? I, is it healthy or not? I'm, I'm actually not... more of a vodka and kombucha person, but my, uh, my friend poured a little gin in, so. Yeah. 
Is it healthy? Kombucha, it's good for your gut. It's full of probiotics. Well, it's kind of, you've got that healthiness and it balanced out with gin. So it's almost yeah. healthy booze, maybe. Well, I think that um, it just is delicious. It's just simply delicious. <laughs> what can I say? I was going to say, do you like... Another thing about the gig today was it was in very broad daylight. It was. Um, do you like playing by, by day? By day. <laughs> do you play by day? Um, yeah, I think it is weird and it's great. I think at a festival it's different because you are on a festival stage, which is big vibes. So it's, it feels really good. I think sometimes it's strange to play in day. But I mean, we've played so many shows over the years and we have played such weird places and times of day that actually it's really I feel like um it's hard to it's hard to find something that is kind of too uncomfortable at this stage because <laughs> you know I think we once played outside the South Bank in London to a group of children like we've in like the middle of the day so we've done weirder shows than just you know playing at 7 p.m on a beautiful <laughs> beach on like on the marina in Barcelona like that's actually chilled out why did you play on the South Bank to a group of children? I don't remember. It was a, it was for some kind of thing. Seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah, and it was a good idea in some ways. We were, we were saying just before we uh, before we started that um, I was saying I've not seen I've never seen your band live, and you were saying well neither have 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 many people because you obviously you know every band really blew up during the, uh, the pandemic to bring the p word out. Um, were you surprised by the impact that the album had on people? Yeah, um, I mean, just oh, the, like, as in how in, in general, yeah. yeah. Um, the thing is, I have this weird combination of being really, really cocky and also like really, really just shocked that anyone cares that I'm doing anything. So, is like, I love. I, I'm always saying how much I think we're amazing and great band, and then I'm always like, why is anyone listening to this? And like, we're the best, but also like, who? Why does anyone care about us? So it's. Partly surprising and partly obvious to me. Do you ever have those moments when you're on stage when you're like, why are you, why are you listening to us? And they're like, oh, no, I know why. I have moments where I'm like, where am I? And then I'm like floating above my body and I'm like, oh my God, how does the song go? Am I here? And then I like realize I've played the whole song. Muscle That's memory. more what happens to me on stage. Is <laughs> I just dissociate wildly. So didn't happen today. Dissociate Wildly is a good song title. No, it's not. Okay. I <laughs> can't, I, I'll take it. Then. Okay. You, <laughs> you said, um, talking about um, the impact that, that every bad had, you said, um, and I apologize for reading back a quote to you, but I can't okay. like it. We went from being this chaotic DIY band to the kind of band we'd always laughed at. The hot new band plays indie showcase thing. <laughs> yeah, I did so, say that. <laughs> I thought that was quite funny. Like, I, was, it, was it a weird transition to make? Kind of, but obviously we didn't do it because we all went home to stay oh, inside for two years. But I mean, there was this period of time just before then, just before the album came out, where we were this weird industry, <laughs> like not, not even industry. We were just like literally a hype. Like it was just everyone was talking about us being this big thing. And it was really funny because it was like this new band, hmm. Pirate Radio. It was like, we've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> we've played so many hundreds of DIY tours and slept on so many floors and played so many weird venues and done so much stuff so just to to then be this it was it was weird just to be um to be told that we were the hot new band because that's funny but i got the impression and i may well be wrong go on <laughs> that that you that, that some bands that come from diy don't feel comfortable with success <laughs> yeah they love porridge radio hey. 
But you you feel like <laughs> that's very great. It feels um, like you're you're you're, you're happy with it, right? Because I was reading an interview with you, and you're like, no, we're, we're no longer DIY. You know, we've got like a press officer, we've got a record label, and you seem like yeah, we're not a DIY band anymore. And I love that. I love the fact that we get to make records with in studios and spend loads of time on them and I get to do this as my job I'm obsessed with it and I can't stop doing it and so to be able to do that properly is a real privilege I just think it's um it's it's amazing to be able to just grow and do do things in different ways and learn how to do things in new ways so yeah we're not but I think it's um I think it's thing that comes up a lot because people will be like, oh, you are in a new band. <laughs> you are, you know, or, but it is weird because then people will call us lo-fi. I'm like, we're not lo-fi, actually. We spent months <laughs> and months talking about microphones <laughs> and how to make things sound really shiny and beautiful. Well, you talked about, um, talk about the new album. You referenced Coldplay, right? We do. Now, I, I, but I mean, we also reference Deftones and we also reference Charlie XCX and we also reference like a million other amazing bands. But yeah, we did reference Coldplay. I quite like Coldplay. I like. I'm a big fan. What? What? What is it? First three albums. I'm first two. I'm first two. I don't. I don't. Oh, like wait, which one? I say first three as if I can name them to you off the top of my head. What? Parachutes, Rush Above the Head, and what's the other one? X and Y. Is oh yeah, it? no, that is a good album. <laughs> What what do you what do you like in Coldplay and what did you take from them? I really love people who aren't afraid to be earnest. I think that it's there's something really amazing and like there's something very accessible when someone just says, Okay, this is like the this is what I'm doing and I'm not gonna try and be cool about it. And so but I also think that like they're great songs, obviously. Great lyrics, great melodies. I also love how they've kind of grown from being this um kind of small indie bands to be a stadium band I think it's an incredible journey to just look at and to see how sound can change over time and how people can just you can develop your band or your art like your practice doesn't have to stay the same forever and I know maybe it's cringe to call it a practice but it is <laughs> it's a practice um, it kind of comes from the more visual art side of things which I'm also really interested in but this idea that you're the thing that you're making doesn't have to stay the same forever and it can turn into wildly different things and you can your audience can change and I think it's just it's fun it's there's so much to play with and they I think they did it incredibly maybe this is a good example of um what I wanted to ask you about because you, you're a visual artist as well and I was going to say what do you what's the kind of crossover what do you learn from one from from art that crosses over into music I think it's more that I really I love having spaces to do different things. So it's sometimes something that you just can't figure out. <laughs> so people going by waving. <laughs> yeah, we're in a bit of a fishbowl. Um, yeah, there's so many, there's so many things that music can't do that art can do, and vice versa. And I think it's amazing to me to just have space to think quietly, to do something on my own, to do something in a way that is less pressure to be. It's more. It's more of my own private thing that I can decide to bring into the band if I want to, whereas the band is something that is, you know, there's a whole team and there's the band and there's all this. So, but um, I think also the other point, <laughs> and my mind is going everywhere. Um, I think that what I look for in art and music is pretty much the same thing, which is I want to be able to feel something. I want to be able to hear an emotion or see an emotional or learn something about somebody else and how they experience the world. And I want, when I'm making art and music, what I'm trying to do is to, is to 
bring something that I'm feeling that I don't know how to express and to translate that into something tangible that somebody else can understand. And so I think what I really love about how different visual art and music are and how they feed into each other is that they can sometimes do it in really different ways that I'm not expecting. And then, I know, I feel like I'm always learning. Because you design your your album covers. Uh, yeah, well, I, draw, well, I draw, yeah. Paint, paint the covers. So when do you start thinking about that like because you know you know you're doing an album and you know you're going to do do the cover i mean i i think i would imagine for most bands that's something that comes quite late i'm always thinking about it i'm always thinking like even as soon as we finish the last one i'm like okay so what palette am i (laughs) am i thinking about like what what ideas are floating around i think this i really like working in a way that is it's just kind of continuous and where I'm always thinking about the next thing and how how it's going to be or what's going to be part of it. And I think that for me, artwork and music are very tied together and they need to be, I need to be thinking about both at the same time. Does it annoy you in any way that most people are only ever going to see the artwork like, that big? On a, on <laughs> I a... think it's really funny and really weird. And I think it's part of why streaming is really bad. I think the way that when you're listening to something on your computer and you just have a little thumbnail with the artwork, it's... Um, you miss out on so much. And I think like when I first saw our, our, our records, I, when I saw it on the day before release day, so two weeks ago, I saw our album and we have a few different covers with different paintings on them. And I just opened up and I started crying because I was so overwhelmed by the fact that this was like a physical object that was a recreation of this artwork that I'd done and obsessed over and put so much time and effort into. And um, I worked with someone called Nick at the label who designed, he kind of lay it all out and, and designed it, whereas I... Like I like, sent him all this material and he was like, what is this? Why, have you, why are you sending me so much stuff? He's like, okay, great. Uh, there's, I was like, I haven't quite finished. He's like, I think there's nothing. <laughs> you have finished, please. I was yeah. like, no, I've got more to do. <laughs> he was like, stop now. We are going to make this album. But I saw it and I just got so, so overpowered by how intense the emotion it was to hold this physical object that had the artwork on it and the songs inside. But partly it's like the... The artwork was the bit that made me really emotional because I already had cried about the songs <laughs> before. It's interesting. We were speaking to, we interviewed um, someone yesterday and they were saying, we're like, oh, did you, did you celebrate the release of, of, your, of your record? Like, do you, do you ever think, like, you know, do you have a party or whatever, whenever the record is released? And they were like, well, we don't really know when it's released, you know. When's the it finished, finish, yeah. Then it's mastered <laughs> and then it's like sent to... So that was the moment when you, was that like the moment when you realized, okay, this is, this is done? I had two moments. I had one when we finished mixing it. Um, I think it was actually when we got the masters, was it before we got the masters back? It might be before we got the masters back, I can't remember. But um, it was when we'd finished mixing it and I sat in my bed, I listened to the whole album and just cried with how proud I was of it. And then the second one was on release, on the day before release, my sister curated an exhibition that we did and it was a listening party of the album. So everyone sat in a room and we listened to the album because I didn't want to play a show. I wanted to listen to it and have a party with my friends. (laughs) Um, And we had an exhibition with loads of props and music videos and all the artwork that I'd made everywhere and that was when I saw the album for the first time and that, that was the moment that I was like oh we made this hot we made this this thing <laughs> this is incredible what why am I allowed to do this <laughs> this is great I know I am allowed to do it because you're very great. good at it I but was... also who's allowed to do this it's silly you you <laughs> you talked about one thing with the album as you wanted to write songs that had a space for you to sing quietly which is something I really like because I think quietness in music is is underrated. Do you do you agree? 
I don't think it's underrated. I think it's rated accurately. It's really great and people know it. I don't know if anyone's ever been like, I don't like quiet songs. Do people, I mean, maybe they do say that. I don't, I, I don't know. Um, I don't think that's the point of what you were asking me. I think <laughs> it's going to semantics. Um, I love quietness in music. I think it is really often, it can draw you in much more powerfully than being loud. And I think it's really easy to be loud just for me, instinctively, if I want people to listen, I know I have to be loud. But if I'm, I, I think I've learned slowly over the years that actually if I allow myself to be quiet, people will also listen to that if I do it in the right way. Which is one reason I think why playing solo worked really well. Because, I mean, it wasn't quiet, but like it was a guitar and your voice, which are two, you know, two separate elements rather than having a whole band on top. Yeah, have you seen us play as a whole band? No. Okay. I don't think you've played Barcelona. You were we going to. We have never played here before. Oh, well. <laughs> um, we will. We'll be back in November or December, I think. Excellent. Is that true? We're playing for. I'm, we're I'm, playing a bunch of shows in Spain. You were going to be playing in, in April, I think. And then. A lot of things have happened. <laughs> Many things. Because the band can come for bureaucratic reasons and Queen's Jubilee reasons, right? Yes. That, that Would sad. you like the long, boring story? Say no. Uh, would you like to tell it? I don't know. I don't, don't want to. <laughs> no, it was, yeah, it was all kind of bank holidays, everyone taking five day weekends and then not being able to get our passport back from the US embassy because <laughs> we had to get. It's, yeah, it's all bureaucracy. It's awful. But you're here. We are here. I'm here with Dan. <laughs> I want to ask um, one final thing. It's been very, very, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you. Um, when you made a song called mm. Back to the Radio, yeah. was there any part of you that was thinking, aha, people are going to play this on the radio? I thought it was really funny. I thought, so I wrote the whole song and then came to the band and we put the song together with all the other pieces of the song. So I said, I wrote the whole song. I wrote the song. But we're together, we made the whole song. <laughs> what is a whole song? What is a part of a song? I don't know. Um, and then we were talking about what it was called. I think at one point it was called like Talking Back to the Radio. And I was like, I always hate the song titles I come up with. I think they're really bad. And then I have to, ask my bandmates what they think the song title should be and sometimes they'll say it's good and sometimes they'll come up with a better idea and we were just joking about how funny it would be if the first song on the album was called Back to the Radio by Porridge Radio and we're imagining it being on the radio and we just thought it was really funny we had a good time with that one I have this beautiful image of like, you know, a big sort of radio DJ in America being like and now we're going back to the radio and playing, playing. that's what I want but has it happened? No. Oh. I know it might have happened. I can't listen to all the radio stations all the time. Like I can listen I listen to the radio a lot. I love the radio. I'm a big fan of the radio, obviously. And I mean I'm here <laughs> celebrating the radio. It's a good thing. <laughs> but you know, I can't um listen to every radio show all the time. I'll listen out for it. I'll Thank you. It. If you hear it, I'll get in touch. Email me. Okay. Dana, thank you so much. <laughs> My apologies for getting your name wrong. Uh, because I forgive I, I you. Am a Everybody I've ever met has done it. Oh, these will people I haven't met do it as well. Yeah. How are people supposed to know? Well, sometimes on Wikipedia it, it, it says. Um, well, do you want to put it on my Wikipedia page? I don't, I don't really know how to sort of write it out in phonemes. Dana. Because I think if you I can write Dana rhymes with Hannah. But I think if I went to Wikipedia and did that, people would be like, this does not conform to the style of Wikipedia and they're telling me to do that. Anyway, it's they're been... They're playing the song. Back to the rain. No, this is rotten. Ah. <laughs>
Yeah, this was my least favorite one. All right. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs>